Welcome to the Faith the Facts podcast, a podcast where no topic is off limits. Everything is on the table. My name is Clint Gentry, and I am joined by Paxton James. We have faith, we have facts, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Faith the Facts podcast. As always, my name is Clint Gentry and I'm joined by Paxton James. So in today's episode, uh, Paxton and I are going to just basically discuss, you know, college basketball. Um, I'm going to discuss a little bit of Razor basketball. Paxton's going to discuss a little bit of uh, Kentucky Wildcat basketball. Uh, We've got some questions for each other in regards to those two teams. And then we're also uh, going to break down, you know, contenders. We're not going to go through the top 25. We're going to break down contenders uh, for the NCAA tournament, even though it's way too early in college basketball as a whirlwind of a sport. Uh, And then lastly, we're going to finish out the day talking about NIL uh, that is name, image, and likeness. And we're going to discuss, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, maybe some solutions, or Paxton and I have some solutions to fix the problem or, you know, just make it better. So, and with that said, uh, we can't say names yet, but Paxton and I are working on something big um, and, and having a uh, special guest at some point. We don't even really know when. It's kind of up in the air as to when this is going to happen. It could be a year from now. Who knows? But we have a huge guest. And when I say huge. It's big enough that it doesn't matter to you guys when. It just matters that it's happening. It just matters that we are dropping the hint now. Uh, And I'll even put the name, I'll even put the tag celebrity, you know, around this special guest. Uh, because this person is without a doubt a celebrity, so uh, we are we're, we're going to be uh, really excited. Uh, like I said, who knows when that's going to happen? But like Paxton said, this is a big enough guess to where it doesn't really matter when it is. It's just going to be awesome when it happens. Yes, uh, might not be a very long interview, but it's going to be awesome that he even. Or I guess I spoiled that one. He uh, he's he's. It's going to be awesome that he even is willing to be on our podcast. So we're excited about All that. Right, you did but, spoil he. It's not Joyce Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's T.D. Jakes. No, I'm just kidding. It's Stephen Furtick. That's oh, who it is. <laughs> Unqualified. <laughs> Unqualified. Uh, John MacArthur. Ooh, yeah. that'd be cool. That that'd be cool. cool. Uh, but anyway, so that's all. That's that's the introduction for today's episode. So Paxton, kick us all off. All right, Clint. College basketball. All right, this is an area that College both of basketball. us really enjoy and like and love. Love it. So, uh, so I want to ask you. So you know. I'm not near the Murray State fan that you are, right? I am a Murray State fan. We actually used to have season tickets. We went all the time. We loved it. Um, I haven't had season tickets in several years, you know, but a lot of my family, big racer yep. fans. I know you guys are. Um, I've always been a huge, huge UK fan. I was more into racer basketball probably when I was at yeah. school at Murray State. Yeah. Uh, but still still am. I mean, I watch nearly all the games, probably like 80% of the games yep. I watch. You're faithful. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm somewhat faithful. So, you know, I'll go to the tournament, stuff like that. Uh, the NCAA so, tournament? Huh? The NCAA tournament? No, the OVC tournament, <laughs> uh, which this year will be NBC. So speaking of that, speaking of the, the conference change, yeah. the coaching change, yeah. the, the flip of all the players, right? Uh, tell me, what's your what's your assessment so far? You know, how many games are we in? Eight, yeah. eight nine games in the uh, season, something one, like that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, eight games. Right, so Today. Eight games in the season, yeah. So, so how are we doing? Um, I'll be honest with you. I think, so... 
any fan that knows the game of basketball should have, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say low expectations, but just, you know, real expectations. Racer fans are really guilty of having shoot-the-moon expectations, and, and largely because of the success of the program over the years. I mean, the, the program is second to no one or has been second to no one in the OVC. I mean, absolute domination. It's only been within the last couple of years with Belmont's introduction into the OVC that Murray's experienced some consistent competition. You know, back when I was a kid, you had SEMO that was better. You had Austin P that was better. You had some better teams. But it seems within the last – seems like after I was a kid and got into college, Murray just dominated. And then Belmont came in. And then even the last couple of years, Murray's dominated. So, uh, But that is the past now. And we are in a, like Paxton said, new conference, uh, completely new coach, um, new team minus two players. Only one of them actually played uh, between the two of them. But I still think, as a side note, they should retire Rod Thomas's jersey. Uh, that that guy's jersey should be in the rafters for just sticking with it. All right, he is he is like the celebrity of Murray State basketball. For real. <laughs> so, um, but back to the question. So right now, my assessment is as expected. You know, Murray State's sitting at five and three total right now. Uh, actually, two and zero oh in conference play. They beat Illinois State, which Illinois State actually in overtime on Thursday. Illinois State has now turned around and beat Belmont today uh, nice. by a pretty decent spread, uh, all things considered. And Murray played Valpo today in a very tough contest. Uh, I once again went into overtime. I'm kind of tired of the heart attacks. But 5-3, uh, <laughs> 2-0 in the conference, I think it's to be expected. I think what you've seen out of this racer team is inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And with a new coach, or a, I guess somewhat of a new coach, you know, prone having coached at Murray left and then coming back, you know, somewhat of a new coach. You've seen some inconsistencies, um, and I'll just go through this. Like the first game of the season, I was like, "Uh oh," because <laughs> they played St. Louis and they lost ninety-one to sixty-eight. Now St. Louis is an outstanding team; mm-hmm. like they are a tournament team. So, you know, but there were some things that I saw in that game that were good. There were some there were some positives out of that game. But then it seemed like Murray started to make a little bit of a turnaround. They they obviously beat Lindsey Wilson at home, and then they go to the tournament. The day we leave for Gatlinburg with the youth, they go to the tournament, and we're watching, keeping tabs on the score while our buzz is breaking down, you know. Uh, and you look down at the score, and Murray's beat Texas A&M. And Texas A&M was supposed to be a pretty decent team yes, sir. Uh, in the SEC, and they they struggled in that tournament, but I think they are still supposed to be pretty decent mm-hmm. in the SEC. And then they won, you know, convincingly. They won 88-79. You know, that was, a, that was a big win for them, big upset. But then they turn around and lose to UMass. You know, yeah. they only lose to UMass, though, by two points. Uh, then they turn around and beat Tulsa by 17, so they mop the floor with Tulsa. Uh, they lose Chattanooga by three, So, and then they, they obviously are 2-0 and in conference. So I think what you've seen is a lot of peaks and valleys, you know, in the game. Um, you know, you're only – if I look at this so far, the schedule breakdown against UMass, two points. You're, you're, you're two points or three points away from a victory there, all right? Chattanooga – you're three points away from a victory. I mean, you're literally you're, – you're only a total of five points away between those two games mm-hmm. of sitting at – what would that be? Seven and, and seven and one? Yeah, yeah. With a new coach and a new team, I would say they're actually exceeding expectations yeah. at this yeah. point in the year. Uh, now, I, I think it's important with that said to pump the brakes. Yeah. Because with this, you're going to see – 
you know, moments of greatness out of this team. You're going to see moments where they just look terrible. Yeah. You know, today, for example, watching the game, uh, starting the game, they played awful. They had like eight turnovers in nine minutes. The first nine Not minutes good. of the game. That ain't going to win you a lot of games. Uh, they couldn't hit free throws. They had a win, won the game out in regulation had they hit free throws, which just, I hate missing free throws. Um, but they have found ways to win. Yep. Their defense, I will say, has been incredible. They've played excellent defense without fouling. Today, the bench, we got to see a deeper mm-hmm. bench, and, yep. it, and that provided yeah, he a did, huge he, spark. Yeah, he dug deeper in the bench today, yeah. I think we were down by like 10 yep. at one point, and he put in some bench guys. Yep. And that was the spark you needed. You had yep. Justin Morgan, Sam Murray with the big That's trust. That's trust in your yeah, bench. Yeah, trust. I mean, golly. And I think he's got to do that moving forward in this in the physic in the physicality of the Missouri Valley. Uh, he's going to have to go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. his bench. And I think he actually acknowledged that in one of his recent press conferences uh, that he needs to go deeper in his bench. I'd like to see him even add like another guy within Braxton Stacker or somebody like that. But. Yep. Overall, I'm telling you, I think that Murray is exceeding expectations. I think the eighth place preseason ranking in the MVC is a little unfair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I they're think so. starting to prove that wrong. It is a good team. Mm-hmm. This chemistry has to yeah. come together. The only concern well, that I've got is the bigs. Yeah. We don't, you know, we don't have like today, for example, their big guy, uh, who is a preseason first team Missouri Valley Conference player, but their big guy had 30 points. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he dominated. They just get dominated down low. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, though, like Rob Perry today had 30. Yeah. So, I think he's obviously – him and Jamari Smith uh, mm-hmm. are probably our two – your offense is running through those two guys. Yeah. Um, Jamari's actually the cousin of Jabari yes. Smith, who is, you know, second-round pick to the Houston Rockets. Yes. I actually – when I was writing down my notes and like I was going over yeah. everything, and I do this all the time, especially when I'm talking to like my father-in-law about the racers, I say Jabari every time. Like – I'm really bad. I'm actually really good with yep. names, and I I I call him Jabari every single time just because I'm so familiar with him. Well, it's interesting. You watch his game, oh, and there's it, some similarities. It's, yeah, it's similar. It's similar. Well, so that was actually one of my next questions. Yeah. How impressed by Jamari have you been? Uh, hold on, I'm taking my mic. Yeah, uh, I feel left out here. So, uh, how, well, how, I'm holding mine closer because I keep I keep like pulling away from it I every time. Yeah. Every night. No, so. I got you. Yeah. So, how impressed with Jamari Smith? Um, and I do. I want to say Jabari. Um, it happens every time. I know. He is probably – I cannot rank him right now above Rob Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob, he's a, he's a great scorer. And mm-hmm. I think if that three-point shot becomes a – like today it was consistent. He went five for seven. Yeah. So excellent stat line today. But J- J- you, Jamari is that second guy. He yeah. is – and arguably it's like 1A, 1B there. Yeah, I'd say it's 1A, 1B. Yeah. Uh, any given night that could change. Which one of those do you think has a better three-point percentage <clears throat> on the season? Uh, Jamari. Yeah, I would say yeah. he's he's at forty one percent. Forty one percent, which is yeah. great. Today it was weird. He didn't yeah. take. He he had some open looks, but he didn't take them. So I don't know if that was scouting report. I don't know if that was part of it. Another guy, but Jamari has impressed me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. His his, I mean, I would. What's do you have his stats put up right now? I do. What is his uh, like? Just field goal percentage in general. Uh, his field goal percentage is fifty five. Okay, so in his mid range, I would if I could see it like a statistical breakdown, like a deep breakdown of like mid range mm-hmm. st- stats. His mid range jumper reminds you a lot of his. Cousin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. How about, I, how about free throws though? Oh, gosh, <laughs> as bad, abysmal. As bad, he yeah. did sink some look, good big ones I'll today. To, though. I'll have to look. Um. Well, yeah, forty-eight. I yeah. I was guessing around fifty. Yes, he actually hit some big ones today. He missed several, but he hit some big ones when it counted. Yeah. So, I think right now we're looking for that third option. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be that third guy? Yeah. You know, you look at a guy like Jacoby Woods, 
Belmont transfer, obviously the kid can play. Mm-hmm. He had signs of his ability in the tournament, the Myrtle Beach tournament. I mean, yeah. he went off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's consistency. He just hasn't shot the ball well no. this year. I mean, he's been very inconsistent. Today he didn't hit a three. Yeah, I mean, you think about – I'm going to look at this up now. Now I've got myself. He just, he's just he been so inconsistent with the shot. Yeah, he's uh, 30, 37% yeah. on the year as yeah. a card. That's awful. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and then, so is, is it him? Is it because, I mean, he clearly is your lead point. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, Rob is playing more of that two guard uh, position, set mm-hmm. him up for shots kind of deal. Is it Kenny White? You know, Kenny yeah. White, you know, his he was a decent three point shooter, I think above forty percent at tech last year. And so is it gonna be him? And he can do a lot of things. Like Kenny White is a six seven slasher, you know, type mm-hmm. of player who can literally I mean he really can guard just about any position on the on the floor. And he yeah, you keep on playing foot. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Um he can guard any position on the floor. He's kind of that Swiss Army knife type player. Kenny White is uh, has some good ability to get to the basket. Like today, he got to the basket several times, yeah. just couldn't sink the shot. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> I look at you know. So who's going to be your third option? You know who the two guys are that's leading the charge. Yeah. DJ is not offense. You're not getting no, a lot of offense no. out of DJ Burns. Just you're just not. Uh, which is okay. He yep. knows his role, and I think yep. he's fine with that. I think he had six points today, so good yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, but rebounding is going to be his thing. Toughness is going to be his thing. Uh, so who's got to be that third? You need, in order to be successful, especially probably in this league, in any league for that matter, I think you have to have a third option. Yeah. Like no, you, you do. You have to have yeah. you know a third option there. And I think the answer is Jacoby Wood. I would say so. He's just got he's got to be more consistent. I think I think Jacoby has the higher ceiling probably yes. than a guy yeah. like Kenny White. I but agree. We'll see. Um, you know, looking forward, they they had two conference games. The Missouri Valley schedule is so strange. Yeah, it is. Like they had two conference games. Now they go back, back to non conference. Yeah, Their next conference game is against a very good Southern Illinois team. Yeah, and I think we play it play them at home. This this maybe I think it's at home the first time. Uh, now there, that's a good team. Yeah, um, we'll just we'll, they're I mean they're top five in the league. Um, so. But, yeah, I think Murray has so far exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at their breakdown here, there are plenty of times they could have closed out games and won and, you know, missed free throws. Yeah, they can't. little things. Little things. And they, they're they not good at shooting threes right now. They're no. still inconsistent no. at shooting threes. But the defense is great. Steve Prom can coach. He is oh, man. He's, he's a good coach. coach. Yeah, he's a really good coach. <laughs> and I don't know about you, man, but when you watch these games – like especially the last two, it just seems different. Like it yeah, feels big it time. Yeah. Like it feels like I mean you're dealing with the Missouri Valley, which is a top ten. Mm-hmm. You know it might. As Steve said in his presser the other night, it might change from year to year. It might be nine or eight right. one year, um, and it might be twelve the next year. But generally speaking, you're dealing with a top ten conference. Yeah. Much much difference. It OBC. is, much and it's this team in the OVC. I mean, oh yeah, it, yeah. You're like, Dom, we yeah. probably. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't be too worried. No, not at all. But the Missouri Valley, though, like okay, like OVC games. Mm-hmm. SIU, Edwardsville, Eastern Illinois. Yeah, you could pretty well take a knife off, night off and play just yeah, you know you, you could halfway do it that night yeah. and still probably come out with a W. Yeah. It might be ugly, and he might be ticked as a fan, but you've seen it numerous times with Murray State's teams. Like they they halfway play some of those chumps, and they and they come out with a W. Yeah, and like it's like the last five minutes they play like excellent basketball, and then they just <laughs> you know <laughs> we'll save our energy. Oh yeah, but I don't think you're going to be able to do that in the Missouri Valley. I mean, Illinois no, State, you can't do that. dude, no. they just beat Belmont. Yeah, they we barely beat them. 
and they were picked to finish like towards the bottom. Of the, yeah. uh, you know, I think the only team you might be able to might, and this is a big if, is Evansville because they're just not very good. But generally speaking, any team in the Missouri Valley hat can beat any team any given night. Like Drake lost the other night, mm-hmm. and they they were picked unanimously to win the league. Um, and and you know Indiana, Indiana State's a good team, but they still lost. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just kind of going to be the season. It's going to be a rocky road of a season. Like if you are a pure basketball fan with no fan interest at all. Like, if you don't have an interest in either side, you're watching some really fun basketball. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, you know, I, today I was sitting there thinking, you know, I'm about to have a heart attack here, but I love the game of basketball. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, like right now, I'm out of the corner of my eye. I'm watching, I'm LA. watching NBA. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching the Lakers. So, those are – I would love to do just a whole episode just strictly geared towards racer basketball. Yeah. Um, That'd be fun. We need to get racer nation. We need to get racer nation. Yeah, we keep will, saying that. We need to get them on. Yeah, and with that said, you know, if Pax and I do want to say this, if Pax and I do racer basketball discussions, you're the, the best podcast to listen um, – to you know, for racer basketball information is the Racer Nation podcast for sure. Um, for sure, those, those are your experts. It. They they are your you know experts. Their and, podcast and is really their good. podcast is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so if you have you know Paxton and I might talk about Murray State basketball and you know being that he's a huge Kentucky basketball fan and I'm a Murray State fan, we might incorporate it in every episode or something like a segment maybe or you know college sports segment or whatever. But if you want like just consistent information about racer basketball, Murray State or the Racer Nation podcast is epic, and I think you can find it on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, I think you can find so. it anywhere. All right, hey, real quick, I want to. I, I have a few more Murray State questions yeah. for you. Uh, so, outside of Rod Thomas, <laughs> who is your favorite player on the roster right now? Yeah, yours. Oh man, I thought you were going to ask me. Not who you think is the time. Not who you think is the best. Not but on this roster. Uh, who's my who's favorite, favorite player yeah. right on this roster? Ooh, that's tough because I'm haven't I haven't got to know them yet. Yeah, as I know. Much. I know. If I had to pick, that's why right I said now, not Rod Thomas either. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> it, it, if I had to pick right now, I would probably. I'll be honest. I think Kenny White. I, yeah. Like I know. Like that's not probably like the popular answer, mm-hmm. but Kenny White is probably. I was really high on him as soon mm-hmm. as I saw that he was transferring out of Tech. I was like, this is a guy we need. Yeah. Um, and so, I just is he our best? Like you, you, you asked me my favorite, not the best. Is he the best right. player on the fourth? No. Right. I I just like Kenny White. I think yep. he's a local guy. Uh, he played for Madisonville. You know, I've got family that lives up in that area. Um. And I just like his ability. Like, he can literally do just about anything you need him to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's cool. Like, yeah. he can block shots. He can – I actually was – so, uh, speaking of Racer Nation podcast, they asked a question, and I was late getting to him, so I sent them a message on Messenger just for the fun of it. And they were asking, like, who do you – throughout history, who do you want some of these players to be? Like, who do you want them to, you know, question. emulate yeah. um, and, and mimic? And one of the ones I used was Kenny White. I think if you remember James Singleton, mm-hmm. all right, and I had some stats that I pulled up for our conversation with my conversation with them. But James Singleton and, and Kenny White, I look at those two guys and I'm like, okay, was James Singleton's ceiling probably higher? Yes. Could Kenny's get to that point potentially? But there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. You know, height wise, they're they're close to the same, uh, and their play style is similar. So you know. And James Singleton was a baller. You know, he was a baller in college. Uh, played some time in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kenny White, probably my favorite player right now. For me, it's DJ Burns. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, and you actually – Nobody's going to out hustle him. Yeah, you actually hit on this perfect. Every team needs a guy that knows his role and plays his role. And doesn't sulk about mm-hmm. it. Like, And he 
he's totally bought in, plays yeah. his role. Yeah. Um, I really, I really like DJ. Him. Yeah, I really like DJ. Um, I just, I'm on a Kenny White kick. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I've been on a Kenny White. Like I said, ever since he put his name in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. portal from Tech, I was like, we need this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but DJ Burns, it's like a 1A, 1B type thing. Mm-hmm. You could ask me tomorrow, and I might say DJ. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're right. I mean, DJ is a do it all player, he hustles. Yeah, he's gonna do the dirty things for you, and he doesn't have to score. He's almost averaging a double double right he now. He is. Yeah, he's. It's. I think. I think like 8. after five rebounds. I think after today, he's right at ten and like eight and a half. So, um, I really eight and a half rebounds a game. No, that's loud. awesome. Yeah, and he's a guy that plays bigger than who he. I mean, yeah, he's that's like what six, I, seven. I was considering his size, especially yeah. in the bigger conference yeah. now. Yeah, it's, and it looks like he's put on some weight yeah, this year. Yeah, uh, some muscle bulked up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean that's a that's a good that's a good pick. So. uh Steve Prohm, your guy? Okay, so I'll get into – I mean, by this point, it doesn't matter. So I'll get into my list. All right. When when all this went down. Uh-huh. Um, Steve was on my list. Mm-hmm. He wasn't number one on your list, was he? No. He wasn't on a lot of people's. No. Um, I think – so I, I'll break this down as quick as possible. So James Kane was number one on my list. I think on almost everybody's, to be Anybody honest. Anybody that has been a Murray State yes. basketball fan yes. for quite some time. Yes. It almost felt owed to me. Yes. like It's almost like yes. you owe this guy. Yes. <laughs> it's like, Anybody that has paid attention to Murray State basketball for the last, um, let's say, 12 years, yeah. maybe a little bit yeah. less, 10 years, James Kane was – because I talked to several people who are, you know, big-time yeah. fans. I'm not yeah. going to name names for this for the sake of, like, unity. Yeah. Um, but – you know these people that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Like I'm giving you the winks right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about. So James Kane was my first pick. Uh-huh. All right. Steve Perm was my second pick. Yep. And Casey Long was my third pick. Yeah. Okay. So that so did I get what I want? Yes and no. Yeah. The reason why James Kane was my first pick was because from a recruiting standpoint, in the day and age we live in with NIL, which we'll yeah. talk about. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy that recruited Jaw. He has an eye yeah. for talent. He is. I think he's earned his way. Oh yeah, oh, to yeah. being a head coach somewhere. Um, he's still assistant under Anthony Grant at Dayton, and he's had success there. Yep. Um, so he was my first pick. Like you said, I think it's a situation where you kind of owe the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I like him. He, you know, I would talk to him a lot with my dad when he was coaching here, and he's just a mm-hmm. cool dude. So yeah, he was my first. He was my first pick, but Steve was my second. And, you know, the reason, obviously, it's speaking for itself, the reason why Steve was my second, and he can coach. Yeah. It's going to be hard-pressed to find a coach to out, the, out to find somebody that out-coaches Steve Prome. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know how he would tra- – my only concern with him was how was he going to translate to coming back, but he's obviously – Yeah, he's done he's, great. He's fine. And, and I think I talked to um, – it was Kenny Roth. We were talking yeah. about this. I was at his office one day. Names. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not dropping names. I'm not saying he wanted him or her. But we talked about Steve just specifically. We sat there, and I was in his office. And, and we were just talking about how much he can get a group of guys to buy in. Yes. And that's exactly what you need right now Absolutely. with a complete yeah. rebuild. I mean, new conference, yeah. whole new roster. Yeah. I mean, you need that. Well, and it might be another 1A, 1B situation for yeah. me. Casey was my last pick. Yeah. Because I felt the only reason I put Casey in there is because, like, Casey, former assistant, Murray's had success with former assistants. And, again, I think Casey's earned his spot. So I'm really surprised that um, I guess it's uh, – oh, Apple, what, what school did he go to did not hire him? I thought they'd hire yeah, him. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. But – Regardless, Steve, like you look at the hire, it's a 1A, 1B thing. Yeah, it is. Like James Kane yeah. was my personal favorite because I thought he was the sexy hire 
Like, oh, yeah. Okay. You know right. what I mean? Hey, hey the sexy, <laughs> yeah, hour. The sexy hour. You know what I mean, though? Like, he would have, he was the one that everybody wanted. <laughs> and for uh, good reason. But James Gay's like talking about you. He's like, man, that Clint Gentry guy, he, he really did like me. Like, really, really like me. <laughs> <laughs> he, thinks I'm sexy. he thinks I'm sexy. Uh, oh, man. But Steve Prohm was probably the safe hire. And at yeah. the time, I don't know what Kevin Saul's thought, press, thought process was. I yeah. didn't know if he had intention on staying when he hired. You know, uh, Steve. If he, it seems like he did because if you're an AD, all right, and you're you said it best, you described yeah. it best. If you're an AD and you're saying, okay, who is the guy that's going to give us consistency? Who's the guy that's going to bring you know bring guys together into a new league quickly? You could raise the argument that James Kane's not that guy. Yeah, you know, Steve yeah, Prohm's been at the big time. He's won conference championships in Power Five conferences as a head coach. You know, he's beaten Kansas, yeah. Bill Self, Kansas team. So, you know, you look at his resume, and it's hard to hire against him. It is. So was Steve the safe hire? Absolutely. And do I have a problem with him obviously being our head coach? No. He was, like I said, 1A, 1B between him and James Kane. And, I, I, you know, looking at it now, I think he clearly is – Absolutely. Yeah, the guy. I mean, he is. Well, and you never know what was the conversations there. Could longevity mm-hmm. have been a conversation yeah. there? You know, he's tasted yeah. the big time. Yeah. I'm a big believer that zeros to speak, so who knows if we keep him. I actually, I know, I actually agree, but I actually think, you know, with him tasting, you know, getting a taste of that, you know, up at uh, Iowa State and, and seeing that and, and knowing that he wanted to come back speaks volumes, I think, because yeah. – you know, like you said, the longevity. Because okay, James Kane gets, and and I'm not, I'm just. This is all assumption yeah. here. This yeah. is all assumption here. But James Kane has any bit of success in Murray State. He he's going to do the same thing that every coach the best done. Yeah. He's going to go, like you said, zero speak, and so he's going to go get that big check, and as he should, and as they all should. I don't blame him. And so, but here with Prome, like you said, maybe since he's already had a taste of that, yeah. maybe he's like, hey, I'm bought in. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. And maybe they're like, okay, yeah. then you're the guy. You know, clearly. And I don't know if that like I agree. I don't know if that's a guarantee. Right. Like again, right. zero speak. Oh yeah, some SEC speech. teams calls and offers you know a couple I mean, million. Yeah. But I think he got a better shot at long term. Yes, you do. And you do. another part of that is his wife. Like his wife's from the area. Yep. You know, yep. um, she's a sweet. She's a sweet, sweet lady. I worked with her at Cali Middle. Yep. Um, and she has roots here. I mean, her home is here. Yep. And I mean, I think she had. And when they when he got fi- when he got fired. You know, I hate to even say that, but when he got fired yeah. from Iowa State, they moved back down here to LBL. Yeah. They have like a lake yeah. house. Yeah. So, you know, I just – and I honestly got fired up about the prom hire in a good way when I saw um, the Jeff Bidwell documentary. Yeah. That I was like, yeah, yeah. prom's probably yeah. the guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. I mean, cool. who else – he had so much success here at Murray and, you know – it's hard to say no. It's I mean, hard. To, you can't tell that. You, yeah. you can't. If you stack him up with somebody else, you can't tell him no. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, last question on the racers then. So, I you like said. This. this is a good. I like, you, this, you, I like this racer question. Yeah. No, you're welcome. I, I, I set up a lot of these. You did. You did. So, a lot better than I did on you. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I, I won't go that long. It's okay. No, you're fine. Um, expectations on the rest of the season. So, we talked to expectations preseason, but now that we're eight games in, you know, how are we feeling going into the, you know, about to go into conference play? Like you said, we're going to go back into conference play um, and then to finish the season. What are you thinking? Um, top five in the league. Nice. Nice. I, I'd say that's – I don't think that they are going to win the league. No. Sorry. No. I'm just a true person. No. Um, 
I think Drake is too good. I think yeah. Illinois is too good. I think yeah. Bradley's going to end up being too good. Uh, right. Even like Missouri State's hey, good. It's March. It is March. Madness occurs. Anything happen. And here's the thing. You could literally lose five games in conference and still get like a bye. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. and all they need, the key thing here is win your home games. Yeah. All right? Yeah, you yeah, have you to win, win your home games. games. Got to. Uh, win your home games. And that, you know, I don't care who we're playing. I, I don't. I know we got a new mm-hmm. team, new coach. I don't care who we're playing, but at home we yeah. can beat anybody. Yeah, and we'll almost a, beat all. That's and you think about <laughs> and not to get not to get to Kentucky before we get to Kentucky, but you think about Rupp Arena and the historical you know advantage you have of playing yeah. at Rupp. That yeah. helps when you're playing it tough does. SEC teams, even when they suck, so like with Absolutely. Gillespie and stuff. Like yeah. it helps. It well, does. and um, Murray was at the top. The other night, for opening night for the mm-hmm. conference, they were ranked the top for fan attendance. Yeah, that's so, awesome. And I'd like to see it more Yeah, it, to it establish yeah, that, you know, yeah. we are we are Murray State. Because <laughs> like, yeah. the, now the commentators today were talking about this. They were talking about Murray fans, you know, bringing element like to the tournament, traveling mm-hmm. well. So yeah. everybody's already hyped around our crowd, you know, attendance at yeah. games. Um, but I think top five in the league, I don't think it's unrealistic. Um, and it could be five. Like when I say top five, yeah, it, it could, could be five. Be five. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Um, I don't think they win the league. Uh, for sure, the regular season, I don't think they win. I mean, obviously, when you get to March, anything can happen. I yeah. mean, Austin P. A couple years ago in the OBC, like they were, they finished like they got the bottom seat yeah. and somehow won the tournament. I mean, if you that's, get hot, but. that's also <laughs> like that's also what's so fun about it March. So I mean, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> but I'm also a big believer too. I want the best team from the best, like our conference yeah, to yeah. represent. So yeah. I don't. In one hand, it's like yes, that'd be awesome yeah. as a fan. But that's also the fun with like so obviously with like the uh, you know you know like the SEC. But yeah. then that's also yeah. fun with NBC because it could be a multi bid could oh league. I say and so and probably is and so yeah so that's what's great Maybe is if you finish the regular teams. season right you you know let's say Drake finishes the you know the NBC is the you know season number one yeah but then they lose to let's say the Racers for yeah. example yeah Racers and Drake probably going that's and that's oh, yeah. what's so fun about yeah. it that's yeah. what I mean that's what's I don't awesome. think we're in a situation now where you have to question like will the yeah yeah will the which is great because that sucked regular season champion make it to the tournament yeah like, that sucked every no, year every year yeah. and if they lose you know every year they're <clears throat> dominating the OVC yep. then you get into the tournament and then yep. say they lost they might not make it, it. sucked you had to it sucked. sweat all the yeah. way to selection sunday it's it's annoying that you have to nearly go yep. perfect in conference play yep. and then also have to win the you know the OVC to get in it's it sucks going back to Steve Prom's first stint here at Murray you go back to his last year at Murray that was his campaign yeah. year that team, second cam sophomore year before he went to the NBA, um, that team went undefeated in conference play. Yep. Went, I mean, they didn't lose a game from, like, December yeah. on. Yeah. Won the regular season championship, and somehow they lose on a buzzer beater. a buzzer beater, yes, I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was, was so mad. That was awful. And they don't make it. Yeah. And then they turn around and dominate, like, like yes. in the NIT. For at least, they didn't win it, but they yeah. the games they played, yeah. like – they lost Old Dominion, but mm-hmm. they beat. And we um, had we had uh, we had home games out of that. They didn't we? won two. Yeah, that's what I thought. They beat Tulsa, 
and they beat um, who else did they beat? Was it the NIT or was it like the CIT? No, that was the year before that. They won the CIT. Yes, that's right. That was the CIT the year before that. The year they didn't make it, and I think that was like a big kind of you know this is probably crude, but that was a big middle finger to like the NCAA committee saying like, look, we deserve to be there. Yeah, for sure. So, but anyway, back to the question. Top five, it could be five. I don't expect him to win the league, but you know it's Martinus, Matt March Madness. So, yep, but for yeah, sure. top five, for I think sure. is, I think they're not. I think eight is just a yep. little ridiculous. But so, never know. You never know. All right. So I keep saying. All right. Before we move on. So <clears throat> yep. one more time. Before we move. So I know you're a big Florida football fan. Are you a big Florida basketball fan as well? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. All right. So um, so we need two basketball segments for you. We need to go yeah. through and, and ask you Florida questions. It, well, let me rephrase. Murray State sports in general will always trump anybody else. Really? Anybody else. So Even over football. Florida football. Yeah. If, I, if, if I'm watching, I'm a, I'm a true fan of Murray State. Lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> like if I'm watching Murray State football play against Florida, do I know that they're going to get dominated? Yes. But am I going to cheer for Murray? Yes. I'm not going to cheer for wow, Florida over you're Murray. You're one of those people. And basketball is one of those things where, you know, I mean, Murray, there's no question. I remember those to. those years where the racers were really good in basketball, and they're, like, debating me, like, oh, yeah, if they played Kentucky, yada, yada, yada. And, no, and there, last were, year's there team, were years. There were years. I get it. There last were year's team, if we had met y'all in the second round, I'm telling you right now. Well, here's the deal. But stinking whatchamadoodle, what's that team? <laughs> that uh, I can't remember, us. but his name's like Doug Edert or something like that or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, Stupid little guy. mustache guy. <laughs> uh, he like a pervert. Yeah. But, no, I mean – I mean, but that's the thing with college basketball. Anything can happen, right? Like, like peacocks. Like for sure, yes. Because because the peacocks beat Kentucky, the Murray yes. State Racers could beat Kentucky. Because the Murray State Racers were much better than the peacocks throughout the year, right? And so both of us yes, were better. That's than what the I'm peacocks. saying. That's what I'm saying. And so that's what. But that's my point. With anybody can beat anybody. So when you tell me, yes, like when people argue that, sure, yeah, the Racers can beat beat Kentucky, but is are they the better team? No. In a seven game series, Kentucky's winning. That. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's. And, that's the only point that I like. The only thing I will say is last year, the reason why I say Kent Murray would have beat Kentucky is matchups. Yeah. I thought yeah. we matched up better against Kentucky than we yeah. did the Peacocks. The only, the only thing with that is Oscar would have dominated. Oscar, Oscar would have dominated. I mean, it but would have been like a 40 can, 20 game. If I'm, you can, you let everybody else beat you. Yeah. So you let him have his way. Yeah. You stop everybody else. Yeah. I think you're golden. Yeah. So, so. But we'll never know because we have. Yeah, that's and the it's thing. so frustrating. Yeah. The dang Peacocks, they yeah. ruined that would have been so that was fun. Really annoying. Like, that, that would have been fun. Like every, when fun. I saw that on selection, center, I was like, "Oh, me and Sydney, we're going." Well, I I was convinced you knew that Murray would probably beat the first round. Yep. So you're like, yep. Kentucky's probably going to win the first round. You're like, this is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky was the Peacocks. two, right? And then they were the fifteen. Yes. Two and fifteen. That's what I thought. The Peacocks. Yeah, that was annoying. Mm-hmm. All right. I should hate them. All right. So time for our first segment. Clint, why don't you hit us with the weather? A lot of rain this week. A lot of rain. <laughs> it looks like yep. it's going to rain a lot. Uh, on another quick note, it could. I've seen some patterns and heard some people talk about potentially colder patterns in the mid December. So I want it. Maybe just maybe. I need to see a white Christmas yeah, man. I, I don't. You know, just colder patterns. We'll just say that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> there's nothing more to that. Just it might be temperature wise colder, which means if it does do anything precip wise, could be cold rain or it might be white stuff. That's what so, I need to see. That's but this week rain, which yeah. is much needed. Good deal. Good deal. All right. All right. Paxton. So what you got for me on the cats. My so. Man? Uh, Paxton did a far much better job on this interview thing than I'm going to, <laughs> but I will I will start with this question. Paxton, right now, mm-hmm. all right, obviously I think Kentucky's underperformed to this point. Yeah, that's it. That's fair okay. enough. Um, so what's your take on 
the state of Kentucky basketball? Like, what do you think is the the problem? And I've heard mixed opinions. Well, all right. One, I, I, I won't. I'm not just going to throw Cal under the bus, right? I'm oh. not. I'm not going to. No, I'm not. I'm fishing. I know you're fishing, but I. The thing with that is Kentucky basketball each year. Um, if they don't win because they're over talented every year, they're over talented, and if they don't win. Then obviously they're going to blame Cal every every single year. But at the same time, what, what, what do you want to go back to Billy Gillespie? Right? He like he <laughs> he was a, he was a, he was a drunk. He That's was about a drunk. To say, wouldn't he not call it? He had he had a Kentucky hired a driver for him. Yeah. Because he was a drunk. That's bad. Right. So, but my thing is like like what do you want to do? Right. What 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 else do you want? Do you do you not want the top recruiting class every single year? Do you not want that? And so and and not only that, Cal's actually been great about picking up transfers out of the portal. I mean, really he good has, lately. Yeah. I mean, yep, really good, which also gives them some experience, right? Oscar was a transfer, and that was one of the – Wake Forest? Uh, yes, Wake Forest. And transfers and becomes player of the year. I mean, that's a big deal. And so I'm not going to – I'm not just going to go out and, and, and blame Cal. Is he the best coach? No, he's not. Is he an amazing recruiter, top recruiter? Yes. Yeah. And so the area that I say, a long answer to a short question – I think we struggle with in-game adjustments. That's probably one of his weaknesses. Yes. I, his his inability or just refusal to make an adjustment to the game plan that he already has X set for. Yes, yeah. He he does not like, – like, if you look – all right, so say you get burned down low in the first half. Yeah. Well, you're going to get burned down low in the second half because yeah. he's not going to change anything. Yeah. And, and, it's, and I think there's only been, like, one game in the past where they've done that, and I think it was the half where Julius Randle came out yeah. and had, like, 20 and 10 in the second yeah. half. I mean, it's just – and I, I don't even know if that was more so the game plan change than Julius Randle just being like, get out of my Bar. way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for real. But, uh, but I would say it's in-game adjustments. That's, I think that's okay. the problem. I think that's the problem. That's actually a very well-thought-out answer to that question. Because, well, I get that question a lot. Well, I'm sure, as any Kentucky <laughs> fan does right now. Yeah. I'm not a big Cal fan. Yep. All right. And it's not largely because of the X and O's. I think that, mm -hmm. like you said, that's his problem. Mm -hmm. Now, so let me let me ask you this. Do you think that he? Because I would assume that he has a probably a pretty established game plan going into the game, like a pretty oh, yeah. decent game plan. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes. So you're strictly the issues with Kentucky basketball are X and O's, in in game X in -game and O's and in game yeah. adjustments. Right. Because for example, this mm -hmm. you're, you give me your take on the Michigan State game because that was just problematic. Like that should have never happened. It happened twice. Sh should have never happened. Should have never happened. Um, but the deal was. We lost that game because Oscar fouled out. True. We lost that game because Oscar fouled out. That's and true. I'm sticking to that. Because he fouled out in overtime, right? Fouled out in overtime one. Overtime one, that's right, because it went to two overtimes. Yep. Because now, because he was in the game, though, when that first yes. backdoor cut yes. made it through. Yeah, that was bad. And that's a – you can't – I mean, that's no, an inbound can't. pass, bro. No, like, but the, is, that, is that an adjustment issue? Like, Cal didn't have his players ready – I don't think so. I think that's just laziness. player execution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I All think right. I think that this roster has yet to buy into one another, and you do have a lot of returning players, which is great. Yeah. But you also have a lot of young talent out there. You and do guards, you right? Do. And so, but I really think that I really think that they are still just trying to figure it out. It's like me and you talked about this. Yeah. Like their cuts are lazy. Very lazy. Right. Yep. The, you know, running through their offense is lazy. And then, and honestly, the only adjustment that Cal will do defensively, oh, hey, we'll just go to zone. Yeah. Well, then they, yeah. they get shot out of the zone and it doesn't work. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just, yeah. I, 
I, I, I still attribute that Michigan, and there's a lot of things that should not have happened. Yeah. But I still say we lost that game solely because Oscar fouled out. Okay, so question number two, and this is kind of a build off the last question. Uh-huh. I have a few more questions. It's actually kind of coming to me, so uh-huh. it's, the interview is going to be better for you. All right, good deal. So question part two uh-huh. to that same question. If you want to – because uh, let me give you my little theory, on, like my problem with this. I look at the Cal teams because mm-hmm. you're 100% correct. Best recruiter probably in college basketball. It's hard to argue that, yeah. especially you look at the NBA players today. And yeah, that's what's the nice. Six, not only who's in the league, but the success of the ones yes, in the league. And yeah. that even goes to Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, Because, I mean, Cal, we forget, Cal, and he won a title yeah. with Memphis. Yeah. So he's won two championships in his career. But does that title count? Well. <laughs> he got a little trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But either way, with Kentucky, we'll I look say it at, for the I look at his podcast. teams, though. Right, I I tend to not cut him any slack with the John Wall, Demarcus Cousins teams. Yeah. that was his first year, Kentucky. Yeah. So that's the only slack he gets from me on that first year. That was, a, that was such a good team, though. Yeah, <laughs> so good, so good, so good. <laughs> that it might be one of the best teams ever assembled. When you're when you're like fourth best player is Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, you're solid. He had Patrick Patterson on, like, your, I mean, I think he was He was, like, a junior senior at that bench, point. Yeah. yeah. No, he was, he was he starting. starting. He was starting. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Boogie Orton, and Patrick Daniel Patterson. Orton. He yes. was on the bench. And yes. he played his role. Yes, I he mean, did. Uh, I don't know. So, either way, you have that team. And I'll give him, as much as I never do, I'll give him a pass for the sake of this conversation. But what about, like, uh, Devin Booker? Um, mm-hmm. That year, Carl Anthony Towns. That team that's the, should that's not the have year, lost. That's the year that it that's the year that it so here's the question me, man don't even talk about Wisconsin. i know don't like, talk about Wisconsin. I, well but that team i watched i actually went with my buddy jake and we went to the sec tournament that team was incredible to watch yeah because they were so huge yeah like your low your shortest player was like six six wasn't it like or maybe i don't know it was your your average starting lineup was above six six yes like, no it was insane nuts. that was the that was the uh platoon year yeah, that was uh, you had Trey Ulyss, Miles. Ulyss and Booker were coming yep. off the bench. Yep, in the second platoon. If Ulyss and Booker are coming off the bench, woo! <laughs> I mean, he had Cat that year. Yep. Trey Lyles. Yep, Harrison twins. The Harrison twins. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Either way, my question is this: I realize that he's a good recruiter, and I understand mm-hmm. the point that that's what Kentucky fans want. It's money. Yeah, but the same token. At what point do you say, "All right, you're not winning championships no, with these teams," so enough, you know, something's got to give here. Yeah, me and my brother have had these conversations. He's a big UK fan as well. Yeah. And, and one thing that we've talked about that we've struggled with, right, is is the talent that you have, and in the years that you have. So, oh nine ten was his first year. Yes. And we're in the year 2022, going into 2023. You got one chip. That's yeah. it. With arguably what was one of the best players mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. To yeah. Play the game. Yep. And that was and that was riding AD. the coattails of AD. And then you also had um you had the t- the first year team that you just talked about in yes. 0910. Um and then you also had um I'm trying to think of the year. The Julius Randle year was a year to me that they that they should have won it. Yeah. Um yeah. I just we talk about this and I think the problem here I honestly don't know, and, and that's that's the question, and that's you know that's kind of the question that I don't have the answer to. Like the first question you asked me, what's Cal's problem? And I say in game coaching adjustments, but yeah, but now yeah, like where do you draw the line on? Okay, you've been here for thirty years, and we've won one championship. What do we do? I don't know. I really like, don't know. Like if you're an AD, yeah, all right, like turn Cal what? into your recruiter and hire a new head coach. 
Huh? Turn Cal into your recruiter yeah, and hire a new head coach. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's just stupid. No, but, I don't but it's like at what point do you sit down and say, like, if he refuses to do in-game adjustments? Because yeah, technically it is a lifetime contract, apparently. Uh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. Which, uh, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. I thought is. that was really stupid. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I don't know. I just, I think something's got to give in my personal opinion. I agree. Like, no, I, I do agree. You can't in-game adjust. Like, I have a... Steve Prohm and Matt McMahon are better in-game adjusters no, I have, than I have a struggle Calipari. with, you know, a lot of my buddies are UK fans, and they hate Cal because because of if you have this talent, you have got to win more championships. Absolutely. And, and I, I agree, but at the same time, it's like, do we really want to go back through whatever well, you know, we're going to go back to? And that's fair, too. But at some point, you're probably going to have to. Okay, so next question. All right, hold on one second. Sorry. I looked up that roster. I looked up that roster. Which one? Uh, the 0910 oh, roster. Gosh. All right, so Boogie, Bledsoe. Mm. So Josh Harrelson was also coming off the bench. Remember Harrelson? So he had a really good – ended up having a really yes. good senior year uh, like a couple years later. DeAndre Liggins was yeah, on that team yeah. too. Uh, yeah, the next year Josh Harrelson was like really good the next year. All right, and then you had uh, – and John Hood was coming off the bench too, um, which he never really played that season. Uh, DeAndre Liggins. Yeah. But here's the, here was the other start. Uh, Darius Miller. Oh my God, dude! That, <laughs> and then Daniel Orton and Patrick Patterson, dude. They were so, that was such a good the roster. Team was stacked. Yes. Bro. So right. sorry. What's your next? No, your ne- <laughs> my next question is if Cal is not the guy, because I think you're right. I think the danger of firing Cal is you end up running the risk of getting a guy like Gillespie. Yeah. Who? Because Kentucky requires a coach like no other. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be able to be the coach of Kentucky, the mecca of college basketball. Do you want to know who I've always said should be the next guy? That's at what my question is. Who is, is your, that your question? Your guy? Oh, yes. sweet. Yeah. If it's not Cal, who would you have liked to maybe have seen higher before him? I think you'll like this. I think I know what it's going to be. No, you don't. Do I? I want you to guess. Billy Donovan. Dude, uh, yes, it's Billy Donovan. Yes, yes, yes it yes. is. No, I actually, I actually said, you know, like especially whenever he went to the Bulls after yes. the after yep. OKC, I was like, if anybody was going to replace yep. Cal, I want Billy Donovan. He should have been the guy they hired first. I time. agree. I agree. <laughs> I wanted Billy Donovan actually. He had come off of winning back to back titles. Yeah, the guy can recruit. Yeah, the guy can coach. Yeah, but now he can he, he can handle the 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 media. The he's eyes, having the success in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, I know like. that's that's what's <laughs> nice. Well, and you look he when he went to Chicago. Look at who came. Yeah, I mean, you like their DeMar. roster right now is Lonzo, Demar, uh, uh, Vucevic. Uh, they also have Demar. Yep. They have Zach Levine, which are already there. Yep. I mean, they were Kobe White yes. from North Carolina, uh, Desomu or whatever from Illinois. Yeah. I mean, Solid. yeah, and yeah, I told you. That's, I I knew who you were going. Yeah. That's every every true Kentucky fan. Yeah, that knows I wanted the Billy game. Donovan. Yeah, I wanted Billy Donovan. He's the answer. Yeah. So if you fire a cow, is that who you go after? That's that's who I would want. First them, call. That's who I would want them to go after. <laughs> would he? Come, I mean, I I could see. I, him coming I'm back. I'm glad that you guessed that because that actually you know I'm I'm glad that I'm thinking right in your eyes. Though. We are both sports fans. <laughs> yes. I mean, I just I, I actually I I really was kind of I kind of was salty. You didn't think I was going to get guess. No, I didn't. I didn't. That's why I wanted you to say that loud. But uh no, I I was really salty because I did I did want him actually. Well, he he checks all the boxes. Yeah. He can yeah. coach, he can coach big time talent cuz I mean, look at those two back-to-back Florida teams that he uh-huh. won the title with and then you look at the one that he almost won the title mm-hmm. with when they lost to UConn. Yep. I mean, those teams were stacked. Dude. Like I'm going through year by year right now, looking yeah. at the Kentucky teams. Yeah, dude. I know it doesn't make you sick, dude. Do you want Cal fired now? All right. So, <laughs> so Enos Canner. 
Oh, man. This is the next year. He didn't even get to play. Though. No, he didn't. This is the next year. Enos Kanter, if he had got to play, dude, because at that time, he was like the, like, he was, he had been playing for, I think, the Turkey national team. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's the reason they deemed him ineligible because he had already played professional basketball and was dominant at it. Josh Harrelson, John Hood, Terrence Jones, Brandon Knight, Deron Lamb, yeah. uh, DeAndre Liggins, Darius Miller, yeah. uh, and Polson. And yeah. then Eloy Vargas, actually, he ended up playing a lot. But here's that that next one. Oh man, that next one. Anthony Davis, oh, Terrence yeah. Jones, Kid Gilchrist, Deron Lamb, oh, yeah, Michael Darius Miller, Marquise Teague. Yep, Teague. Wilcher, yeah. baby. Wilcher. Yep. Kyle he was Wilcher. my guy. All right. So I chased him down after UK game one Did time. You really? Yeah, and I got a picture with him and I got him to sign <laughs> one of the Stalker. three signs. I got him to sign one of the three signs. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Alert. I just dude, I I darted across the gym. Oh man. I didn't care. And then that next year, and dude, and then Wilcher uh Stayed two years. Yes, he did. Then he went to uh, Gonzaga. Yep, and he was a beast he was for Gonzaga, Gonzaga, dude. Oh man, that next year was the bad year, dude. Nerlens. <laughs> when he got hurt at Florida. Yeah, that was bad. That was at Florida. Right. I remember watching that game. We could do this because there's a bunch of rosters and they're all great, but whatever. So I'll ask you the same question then. Who is uh, two questions here? Number one, who is your favorite player on this year's roster? All right. So obviously, I think the typical fan answer is Oscar. So I'm gonna not answer Oscar. Um, I'm gonna go Casein Wallace, and I mentioned his name to you. The I think I think actually downstairs <laughs> earlier, Casein yep. Wallace is a a pure scorer, but a a yep. solid solid defender. You know, he really me good of defender. Jaw Morant. Yeah, yeah, a little bit bigger jaw. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yep. Actually, yeah, I, I totally could see that. His ability to get to the rim. Yeah, yeah. Now I think I, he's actually a better shooter than Jaw. Yeah, he is. No, so. he is. But. I, he's my favorite, definitely. I mean, even I, – I, I wrote down on my notes before the game today because I did in my notes yesterday. Um, I said, late game, Kaysen Wallace, you know, he might not have – you know, he might not have the best stats on the team as of right now. Yeah. But honestly, that's kind of like, you know, sometimes Cal – and that's another thing with Cal, too. Some people say that he holds players back. Um, think about Booker. I mean, you know, <laughs> look at this. So, I mean, Booker <laughs> – if different. Booker was starting in place of Andrew or Aaron Harrison – he would have averaged 20 a game. Yeah. And, and he should have been starting. Yeah, and he should have been. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some <tennis>. um, <laughs> But, you know, so back to that. I didn't realize he didn't start. No, he didn't start. I'll be yeah. darned. So, Kaysen is just solid, dude. Kaysen, I think he he only has a few flaws in his game. Um, but there's not they're not glaring. There's not many. Um, but he's definitely my favorite. I mean, by far my Fair favorite. Enough. And when I put that in my notes, by the way, yeah. I said he needs the ball late, you know, late in the game. Yeah. He had a very clutch three against Michigan <laughs> yeah, today. So that I, was a big win for yeah, you, too. So I was I was thrilled. But and then yeah, you know, you were talking about what needs to change, all that stuff, right? So you're ranked nineteen today, right? As of today, you're ranked yeah. nineteen. You're probably gonna go up a little bit. Yeah, you will you will. But you look at this, you look at their at their two games that they've lost. Um, you've lost to Michigan State and Gonzaga. I can handle that. I can yeah. handle that. Now, the Michigan State game should have been won, and so w. probably we should be sitting at only have lost to Gonzaga. Yes. And honestly, if they came out half as lethargic as they were, they would probably yeah. gone toe-to-toe with Gonzaga to the end. So maybe the negativity surrounding the program right now is a little bit dramatic. Yeah, I think I think the key game is going to be that UCLA game coming up. They got a good team. Um, UCLA, good recruits. UCLA and Kentucky play. Is it? I think it's actually should be coming up, wouldn't it be? Um, here in a couple weeks. Yeah, the seventeenth. Yeah. 
the seventeenth. We're in the last month of non-conference yeah. play. So they've got Yale. That should be a win. And yeah. then you've got um, UCLA. And then you you get into you have like one more game before you get into conference play. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah. you don't. Because they go they they're actually going to go in and out because they, they have a uh, Louisville on uh, New Year's Eve. Well, Louisville, pfft, Louisville sucks. They're terrible. Um, Kenny Payne, dude, already on the hot seat. <laughs> not good. Uh, so he just, dude, he just needs to go back to Rick Patino's philosophy. I'm going to ask you, you about? a boneless question. Bring in them women. Oh, my God. Yo, hey, the recruits will be coming. The recruits will be NIL. coming. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm telling you, dude, the whole Rick Patino thing is still – I, I, I can't – Maybe that's who Kentucky should go back no, after. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually think Rick Patino is a heck of a coach. Oh, he's, 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 he's unreal. Coach. Yeah. But, dude – Bringing in <laughs> prostitutes? Yes. I mean, that's terrible. Dude. That's terrible. That's that is, a whole other level of low. I think. I think. And I don't know how, because I think some of them were like 17. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't know. How How's they, he not in jail? That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> he but, essentially paid for prostitutes yes, for yeah. players. But have you ever watched the documentary on it? No, I didn't know there was one. The women talk about it. Wait, wait. Yes. Where's, yes. Do, where's this documentary like, located? Like a, it's, it's, not not like, it's not like some like popular one. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was an ESPN. Like uh, You need to find this and send me the title. I think it was a 30 for 30. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think I'm so. I'm watching it tonight. So. Because it was, uh, <laughs> I think it is. I'll have to look no, and I'll find probably it. watch Colts Cowboys. Yeah, I'll have to think. I'll have to look. I'll send it to you. But I think it was a 30 for 30. But I remember the the, the 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 women come on and talk about the crazy things that Rick Pitino would like. But it was never Rick Pitino as the assistant coach. Like he was smart about it, obviously. But you know, he was definitely probably the puppet master. Smart about it, you know. Wow, Rick Pitino. So, bonus question for you. Yeah. Best your favorite Kentucky player of all time. Ooh. Oh. All right. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. All right. Tayshawn Prince. Look, that, that, that's a Tubby Smith day, isn't it? Yes. Wayne so, Turner. So, Tayshawn yeah, Prince. Yeah. Jamal um, McGlure. As a bookie. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, I remember going to, I remember my dad taking me to a game, to a UK game back at Rupp. And we, we sat probably midsection. And, but it was, you know, back in, and, and honestly, Rupp, in my opinion, not, not the, the venue. The venue's great and awesome and the energy's always great. But back in the day, everyone stood the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Stood the whole game. You'd never sit down. That was across the board. Yes, and I remember going with Dad, and he put me on his shoulders the whole game. <laughs> the whole game. It was so awesome. And uh, cool. and it was Tayshaun Prince. Yeah. And, and so ever since then, he is my favorite Wildcat of all Fair time. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's dude, awesome. He was awesome. two titles with Detroit. Yeah, right. he was awesome. So I like that. I like that pick. That's some good teams back there. I oh, have yeah. a basketball signed oh, yeah. with Tubby Smith, Saul Smith, uh, I think it was Marvin Stone. Yeah. Um, Hishamu Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was on that basketball? You know what uh, I, hey, I, I, I was on that basketball? I use something kind of silly, kind of funny. So my top three players in the Calipari era. Yeah. All right. So number one is AD. And I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm a huge AD yeah. fan too already, right? And so um, – but – all right, I will say number two and three will shock you. Number two is Kyle Wilcher. Well, I figured that yeah. based off Kyle what you Wilcher. said. And number three is Derek Willis. Derek Willis. <laughs> you probably don't even remember Derek Willis. Wait, 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 wait. Is he white? Uh, No, he's like kind of like, uh, I mean, yes. I don't remember yes, this no, guy. Yes and no. I mean, I honestly couldn't I tell you. I don't remember this he's, guy. Yeah, I mean, I, don't I think. Remember. I don't remember. I would call him white if I saw him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know who that is. Dude, he uh, he was like a role player. Cal was so hard on him his first year, and then know. he really, he really, uh, he really bought in. He was awesome. 
I remember uh, one of the games I went to see, uh, which I I usually go and see at least one or two games a year, which yeah. I haven't in the past. I don't think ever since COVID. Um, but Derek Willis, here he is. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I know what that is. Yeah, Good shoot. So yeah, he's, well, dude, what do you think? AD and then two shooters. You, yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, I know what that is. You know how I am. Yeah. Uh, but I remember the game I went to. I was he was he was heating up in the first half. Yeah. And he dislocated his finger. Yeah. And he went out. Dude, he comes back in, hits like three more threes, and I was like, "This is my guy. <laughs> my forever. guy. He's my uh, favorite player <laughs> yeah, ever." So love Derek um, So expectations for the season. Um, probably lose eight nine games. Uh, okay, I'd say well, win the league or win well, ACC. I'd probably say you lose eight to ten games. Okay, I'd probably and I, I think you, they'll be like maybe th- third fourth in SEC by the time conference rolls around, and then I hope you they win the the SEC. I mean the championship. Yeah. So I mean you know, I think that that that'd probably be a fair assessment. Well, and I think you know. Well, we'll talk about I guess some contenders in a little bit. Yeah, if continue, you're looking at their if you're looking at their schedule, let me get pulled up. I've got it somewhere. Some good SEC talent, though. Yeah, and and they do have a, they actually have Kentucky scheduled a few games in between. So, uh, which they had scheduled Louisville. Louisville's gonna suck, so it's not a big deal. No, that's uh, a you got UCLA. Then you go have Florida A and M easy, and then you have your um, you get into your SEC sort of. You have Missouri, then Louisville, but then you go LSU. LSU's good. LSU's good because they're a Murray State mini. Um, <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, we're going to see a Murray State fair. Yeah, it's Kentucky. Yeah, finally. we'll actually finally have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I mean, they're only minus one player of them, like the players that yeah. really drove the bus last yeah, year in no their state team. Yeah, no so kidding. I mean, we'll kind of get an idea. So uh, they are a very underrated team, though. Yeah, like, you look at, at LSU's team. Of course, Mac McMahon's an excellent coach. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're good. But you have Bama, Tennessee, and I'm just thinking of the the, the powerhouses: Bama, Tennessee, Arkansas. Auburn, and Arkansas. Yeah. Those are your solid, solid, going to be ranked SEC yeah. teams as you play. Auburn them. got more heads transferred to Nye Broom. Yeah, I mean, I'm balling telling, out at I'm Auburn. SEC play will be tough, especially with these road games too. Yeah. Uh, but they also here's the deal: they they halt in January. They halt SEC play and play Kansas. Oh yeah, so SEC big uh, is SEC yeah. big twelve so matchup. It's gonna that's gonna be is that Big Ten to twelve. Uh, Big Ten, I think. Big Ten, I think. Sure, I don't know. I always oh, get the two not, crossed. Yeah, me too. No, you got me confused. So I'm a sports fan. I get the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Big 12. All right, so I was right the first time. You got, yeah, I'm, I'm mixed up too. All right, it's okay. So Paxson's the stupid one. Yeah, I, I get to look <laughs> stupid today. That's all right. I don't really care. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think I think you're I think you're they're going to finish probably losing around ten games. Okay, fair enough. And right. and hopefully, and honestly, I don't see any SEC team like running it up or anything like that. Solid league. You've got Very a lot of ranked teams, so I don't see them all being well. Ranked. Even your middle of the road teams like Florida LSU are going to have. They're gonna yeah. be competitive. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, so sure. you can't. Again, it's it's kind of again, it's that big time conference feel. Yeah, you're seeing the same thing with the NBC. It's not a cakewalk. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. For sure. I mean, they brutalize each other. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they actually end uh, conference play like before the SEC tournament at Arkansas. Gotcha. That's Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So it's they got a tough. That's season. That's a game. Man. Yeah, they got a tough season. So, Paxton. Yeah. I don't know if I have any other questions for you with UK basketball. You got any other comments? Um, SEC is solid. Hopefully they uh, hopefully they pull it out. They they got to stop their laziness. They got to figure that out. Today they didn't look quite as lazy. They looked a little bit yeah. better. Um, got to figure that out. I still see them finishing top twenty five. Um, all right, comment on on in game you know adjustments, adjustments. whatever. Right? Uh, number one being Severe Wheeler. Yeah, he cannot. Yeah. 
we cannot finish the games like we did last season. Yeah. With him just mindlessly <clears throat> driving to the rim, kicking, whatever. Yeah. That's got to stop. Yeah. Get the ball. To, that's why I said get the ball to Casey Wallace. Get the ball to Antonio Reeves, who's yeah. having a great year. I mean, he think, yeah, I think he's averaging 17, 18 points a game. He's an Illinois State yeah. transfer. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, his, you know, his three point shots like a layup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can. Severe Wheeler, I'm sorry. I love him. I think he's a great, great point guard. Yeah. Uh, but he, he one, he can't shoot. And yeah. so you you can't rely on him. <laughs> he's in, got at a really funky looking game. shot, yeah. too. He hit some BS three today. <laughs> it was, I was like, when he threw it up, I was like, no. And then it went in. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I think that's just, I you can't finish the game. That's what we saw last year. Right. And it kind of kind of screwed us last year. So right. hopefully that they, they figured that out. And turn Case and Wallace loose. loose. Turn him loose. Unleash the beast. Yep, turn him loose. All right, Paxton, what's your segment for the day? All right, my segment number two. Segment for the day. All right, so I have a joke for you. What do you call a pig that plays basketball? (laughs) I have no idea. A ball hog. A ball hog. Uh, (laughs) Wait, wait. I I can't. (laughs) That's awesome. A ball hog. A ball hog. All right, so hey, I have another one real quick, too. Okay. Shout out to Braxton Hearn. Oh, Uh, Braxton gave me a joke on Wednesday night. Braxton. Braxton walks up to Sydney and Sydney was like, Braxton, you always make us laugh. She's like, make us laugh. <laughs> I'm probably going to deliver this very poorly because delivery coming from him is awesome. But he goes, uh, he goes, so a grasshopper walks into a bar. Grasshopper walks into a bar. Bartender looks at him and says, hey, we have a drink named after you. <laughs> and the grasshopper looks back at the bartender and says, you have a drink named Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know why, but uh, me and me and Sydney were laughing so hard when Braxton did that. Bro. And his delivery is just what perfect on all those. So what a bro. <laughs> we should have Braxton on here. Dude, it'd be so fun. That would be That'd really be so funny. fun. Let's let him turn him loose and ask let him ask questions. Like yes. Unlimited questions. Oh man. Just like a like a crazy milk and cookies. Yeah, any oh. question he wants to ask. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. You'd have to do a lot of editing probably. Shout out to Braxton. It'd be like a four hour episode. Oh man. Anchor my name. I, I think he asked me like probably probably over ten questions wow. in high school this morning, yeah, which is great. I mean, I'm glad everybody's digging, but dude, we're going an yeah. hour right now. I don't think on our podcast. I don't have a ton on nil, so oh well, we'll see. I think you have a lot on nil. But. <laughs> it's quick if we. I don't know. It just depends. <laughs> I'll so, just let her rip. With that said, Leslie needs some driving podcast. Yeah, oh, man, we name dropped her again. Shout we were out, doing Leslie. really well. An hour in, and we did. I did, name it, on pur- I did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Shout to out to the pump. <laughs> yeah, the pump. <laughs> No dealing that crystal meth now. <laughs> I'm I, not editing that out. Well, I, That's I staying saying, in. I was not going to say anything like that. I was just going to do the nickname, but okay. Oh, man. Shut up, punk! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, gosh. Hopefully We're she laughs. Hopefully she laughs on the way to work. Or we get her fired. I don't know one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Who's your contenders? I'll let you kind of take the lead um, so on this. Obviously, and this is the number one ranked team in the country, is Houston. I'm not going to say they're a contender. I'm right, not saying they're a contender. Right. Um, obviously, right now they're looking really good. That's that's fantastic. Um, they had high expectations coming in. They're just strength of schedule. Same thing yeah. with all of these oh, yeah. smaller schools, right? Their strength of schedule is not very good. It's weak. Um, so I'm not saying they're my top contender. Uh, but they, they do look pretty good. And, you know, Marcus Sasser um, is going all out. I mean, he's having a heck of a year. Uh, but I would say um, my top contender is Virginia. 
Virginia? Yes, Virginia. I have honestly not watched any games um, with them. See, here's the deal. I think they have five or six players averaging double figures. Wow. So, um, and, impressive. And, and not only that, their defense is really good. And so I'm, I'm going to stick with Virginia. I think, I think they'd be my, my top contender. And that's kind of a random one for me because I don't, I don't usually like, usually if you like ask me to fill out a bracket, I'm like, Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Even if they're, you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, but you got to be real. I can't help myself. Yeah. Usually I have a like, here's what I hope. And here's, you know, yeah, and then here's, my, here's and then my real one. Uh, but yeah, Virginia, as of right now, and obviously we're eight games in, so this could change a lot. But yeah. uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm going Virginia. They really good, uh, really good defense. And they have, um, they share the ball like crazy. Yeah. And they yeah. have a ton of guys averaging double figures. So. That's fair. I mean, bro, I look at the top 20. I look at the top 20. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the top 20 or even top 25. Yeah. And I feel like anybody right now in the top up 25 in the could be contenders. <laughs> yeah. Up in like, the I mean, you just scroll through this real quick. Houston obviously has earned respect. Texas. Dude, that's what I love about college basketball. It's, it's insane. Jeez. And it'll change the, 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 it'll change all next week. Um, I mean, Connecticut's ain't mm-hmm. no right now. Yep. And I don't know some of these schedules. Yeah. Keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, I think, is a contender. Uh, Arizona looks to be a contender. Purdue with uh, Zach Eady. Yep. He came back. Um, you know, obviously, even though it, you know, you got Duke, UNC, Kentucky, you've got the kind of the blue bloods, UCLA. I mean, any of these people could be contenders. Gonzaga. I mean, yep. they're going to end up, you know, once they get – I mean, let's just say it for what it is. Once they end up getting a conference play, they'll dominate yeah. their conference. Uh, but they've proven they can win. And Drew Timmy's an excellent player. Yeah. Um, I mean, he. I mean, no offense to Sheepway. Drew Timmy gave Sheepway every bit of what he wanted. In no, he some. did. He did. So, I think the winner of the SEC is a contender automatically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'd say right now – Do you have a dark horse team? A dark horse team, yeah. uh, who, who, like if I really this is gonna be a stretch. Oh man, this is a stretch. But I've watched them play, mm-hmm. and I mean this is a stretch, bro. <laughs> Creighton, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is an excellent team. Yeah. But if I had to pick a dark horse, I'll be honest with you. If I had to pick a dark horse, I might lump like a Michigan State. Yeah, into that category yeah. uh, because yeah. Michigan State has. Yeah, I feel like you kind of have to go outside of top twenty-five to do to say well, dark Creighton's horse. In the top twenty-five, but yeah, but like, but yeah, they're Creighton. I yeah. haven't <laughs> seen any bracket top. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to go outside the blue bloods. Yeah, yeah, at least that's, that's, what, I yeah, think. that's what I'm saying. And I, you know, I mean, Houston's ranked number one, but I mean, could they be a dark horse or they just be pretty visible I, at this point? I, I almost would say they could be a dark horse because because of. They're Houston, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, but I mean, yeah. So I don't know. Creighton is a good team. They looked really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I tell you, a team that I think they could make a deep run in the in, in the uh, tournament is St. Louis. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I mean, they have that point guard of theirs who is something else. Yeah, I mean, that dude can ball. Really so good. I don't really. I if I had to pick a favorite though, right now, and it's just because I've seen them play. Uh, I'm going with Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, I know they've kind of fallen in the rankings a little yeah, bit, but I don't know. Gonzaga's got a good team. Arizona looks pretty good too. Yeah, like I've watched them. They're undefeated, and yeah. they, I've watched them. So those are probably my two picks right now. Gotcha. Hey, another thing to keep in mind on Oscar: don't be talking bad about my boy. I know he wants to move to Kentucky. He had a knee surgery. Oh yeah, right before the season. So he's, I know, he's fresh I off know. knee surgery. So I know. Easy. I'm Easy. not talking bad about Easy. the boy. I mean, his first game back, he 
had double double. I think he had like twenty two and fourteen as first came <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean still I mean he definitely I'm not knocking the dude. No. Whatever, whatever. Dark horse team for me, cats all the way, baby. Let's go, cats. <laughs> this is where I told you I, I get unrealistic. I'm going with the peacocks. The peacocks. They're, Repeat. They're back. <laughs> no, what's uh, who's the team with uh, with uh, Sister Jean? Oh, Loyola. Yeah, Loyola, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sister they Jean. Just NBC. Dude, she just turned like 103 or something. She's like still alive. Yeah, dude. She's, <laughs> she's old. Sister Jean, still kicking. <laughs> I have yeah. a crush on Sister Jean. I was about to say, hot mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First, James Kane is sexy. Now, Sister Jean's a hot mama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh man. So man. many things. So many things. We should probably stop before this goes yeah. south. All right, real quick. <laughs> We're an hour and seven minutes. I mean, yeah, I told my wife I'd be home by the time the Colts and Cowboys play. They play in like <laughs> yeah, yeah, an hour. Yeah. No, they play at seven. I think they, they play at seven. Is it seven? Okay, yeah, something like that. Okay, something so we've got a little time here. All right, Paxton. I guess since I'm on here, I'll just read the verse for the day. Oh, did I'm you have a verse for the day? Did you have one? No, I did actually. Oh, okay. Because we for didn't it. talk yeah, about no, it. No, 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 no. Use yours. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Paxton's got the verse of the day. So imagine this: Luke two one through six. Hey. Preached a part of that section today. Yes, you did, and I actually gave a lesson on it this past Wednesday. Oh man! And so I went. We're actually in Easter in Sunday school, by the way. We're, Easter. Uh, yeah, we're going through uh, <laughs> the death and resurrection of Christ uh, during works. December. You that know, works. I mean, go whatever. through Christmas in, in in April. So, and and I've actually picked these for a reason. Um, so I'll read them real quick. Luke two one. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of, and lineage of David, to be registered with his with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the, the time came for her to give birth. All right, the reason I point those out, and you mentioned this in your sermon this morning, God's sovereign hand. Yeah. Right? Think about all the things, right? All right. So... We know, obviously, that these all fulfilled prophecy yeah. about his birth. Yeah. And, and I actually, that's what we pointed out with all the kids on Wednesday night. I literally, as I read it, yeah. we read all of the prophecies about it. Wow. And then we went through, and as as we read Luke 2, I, at each prophecy that was fulfilled, yeah. I, at, as soon as I was finished with that verse, I said, prophecy, prophecy. That's intense. And it's over and over that's and over cool. and over again. So, but, you know, I pointed that out. God's sovereign hand all went to their own town. Yep. And... Six, as she got there, yep, time came to give birth. Yep, God's sovereign hand, He laid it all out there, He, he orchestrated it all. And, and I think that's just a reminder for Absolutely. us that God's in control. Yep, and that's the a good focus point of Christmas, so for sure, in a chaotic world. So, but anyway, that concludes episode number 11 of the Faith the Facts podcast. Uh, like I said. We have a very special guest at some point that's going to be on the show. I mean, very, very special, special guest. <laughs> very special. So look forward to that. But again, that concludes episode 11. We hope you all have a blessed and wonderful day. Love you guys.